Hello, fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, this week's episode, it is just me, myself, and I. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, got back not too long ago from uh, our trip down to Texas. And uh, it's funny. It's, it's funny how the universe works sometimes. So before I left, I really got into this show um, that was new to me, you know, and I'll be talking about it on uh, the recent segment or, you know, present segment of the, the stories. Because, you know, how I like to structure these podcast episodes when I talk to someone is past, present, future in the sense of stories that they're enjoying or looking forward to. And uh, I had recently been watching Yellowstone. I've been watching on Peacock, but I guess it's a Paramount Plus show, and I'll definitely talk about it a little bit more later. Uh, but the funny thing about it is while I was gone, season four dropped, and I was all hyped, ready to come back. And even before I left, um, as I was watching uh, what is dubbed a neo-Western, um, it reminded me uh, so much, uh, because I am a huge Western fan. I've always you know, really liked Western um western movies western shows and it reminded me of one of my favorite shows anytime people ask me hey what's a good show to watch i always recommend this show um and it's funny because my best friend mike who i'm trying to get on the podcast one of these days uh i he's even more of a western fan than i am like i like westerns i i, I really like i really enjoy them he loves them like he lives the cowboy life to an extent <laughs> um but uh, i knew he'd like this show and it took forever for him to watch. And when he watched it, he was like, I love this. This is everything I love about TV, movies, shows, anything like anything and everything. He loves Western. And it's a show that was on AMC a while back. It was called Hell on Wheels. Really great TV series. Um, and it had a deal. The reason why he didn't want to watch it is I told him it's like, yeah, it deals with the uh, the Transcontinental Railroad, the first Transcontinental Railroad across the United States. Uh, for those of you that aren't brushed up on American history, um, after the Louisiana Purchase, you know, we bought uh, basically everything west of the uh, Louisiana or Mississippi River um, from the Spaniards after the Spanish flu. Uh, we bought the rest of, you know, pretty much the United States. And uh, God, God told us we had to be manifest destiny. God wanted us to be all the way across this grand country, you know, and, uh, you know, pretty much kill anybody who disagreed on the way um but yeah it was it was a really really interesting time in history you know the the west was one right they talk about how the west was one um and a lot of these spaghetti westerns you know a lot of the clint eastwood stuff um and even some of the john wayne stuff you know it's it's a uh, light you know it's a it's a very romanticized uh version of how we pretty much went from coast to coast um, what I liked, the first thing I noticed about Hell on Wheels when I watched it was that it wasn't romanticized. It was just, it was dirty. It was nasty. Um, it was nothing like any of the Westerns I'd watched before. And it was that right away. Like the first, the first scenes that they're opening up, uh, the main character, Mr. Colin Bohannon, um, is walking through a railroad town. Um, which was called Hell on Wheels. And the reason they called it that is uh, railroad t towns, they'd basically, you know, when they'd, they'd travel with the workers of the railroad. So they'd set up, they set up all their little spots, everything where they're going to be at. And uh, they'd basically hang there while the railroad workers worked on the tracks of rail. And then after however many, you know, days, weeks, that they made enough progress, they'd move on down another few miles um, along the way. And, um, and, uh, they break down, 
moved down uh, however many miles down the road as well or down the rail as well and set up again and it was called hell on wheels because it was so shitty because as contrary to popular police contrary to popular belief i can speak sometimes um it wasn't it wasn't like camping it was it was disgusting like they show everything's muddy and gross and they show these old hookers you know like these brought you know these 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 uh ladies of poor virtue as they called them um coming out of brothels and they're just cleaning themselves up and it was just it's disgusting it's grimy it's what it was like it wasn't you know it it was there's a reason why it attracted a certain type of people um was what else do they have to lose you know going out west braving the frontier um yeah it was very dangerous because you had to put up with um and not only did you have to put up with the uh, the indigenous people who they were pretty much stealing this land from, because um, it doesn't matter what a paper says, you know, <laughs> these people can't just sell you the land that they don't own. Um, so they had to deal with that, but they also had to deal with, again, the the type of people that are attracted, you know, a lot of criminals, a lot of outlaws, a lot of people running away from their past. Um, a lot of the people who were working on the railroad on the, the Union Pacific side of it uh, was they were called freedmen, which uh, was pretty much slaves that escaped the South. And this is another thing that people don't get about that era, because this takes place right after World or not World War Two, uh, Civil War. Um, it takes place right after Civil War, and um, yeah, shortly after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, uh, started in eighteen sixty five. Shortly after the the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, uh, season two covered eighteen sixty six. Um, season three and four opened in 1867 and five, um, carried the series into 1869. So it was late 1800s, not even all the way to the end though. And, um, yeah, what happened during the civil war that people don't get, you know, they like to think that the North was all, you know, nice and trying to free slaves. And the reality is if a lot of the times if slaves from the South escaped, they would be forced to either join the military or they would be, um, incarcerated, and uh, what these companies would do is they would buy basically their incarceration. They'd be freed, quote unquote, freedmen, right? But then they'd have to work there. They'd be pretty much slaves in all in, in, in all but name uh, to these companies. You know, whether it was a factory or railroad or whatever. Um, you also dealt with the Irish at the time. Irish were treated just as bad. Um, they were just one, you know, one step above black people. Um, they even say it in the first season. Uh, one of the Irish assholes who's really. Um, uh, not getting along with Esham, who's played by Common, uh, a freedman um, in the show, uh, doesn't like him because, you know, he's trying to, quote unquote, be above his station. Right. Like he's trying to he's like, I'm I'm a freedman. Like I work for my money. Why isn't my money good here? Why can't I go to the brothel and get a hooker? Why can't I go to the bar and, you know, get alcohol? Why do we have to, you know, drink or buy stuff to drink back in the um, the tents? And why can't we be with everyone else? And uh the Irish guy, I wish I could remember what his name was, but he was a fucking asshole. He really didn't like him. And he basically told him the reason why we don't like you is we were the N-words back in Ireland. You know, back where we're from, that's how we were treated. Um, and again, so you get a lot of really um, just, I don't want to say down on our luck because that seems like making light of it. But a lot of uh, exploited people, a lot of people who are desperate and that, you know, a lot of it just it doesn't breed the best environment for getting along. Um, again, everyone's out there working, trying to make their own way to, you know, make their own way. But at the same time, they uh, they're also trying to get ahead of everyone else and trying to survive. Uh, what was really cool is you had these two brothers as well. And, you know, another set of characters on this ensemble cast, as I like to call them, um, that were from Ireland. They ran a magic lantern show. 
which was uh how do you say almost like a theater like it was basically like a, a slideshow and it would show just uh you know uh, pictures from back in ireland you know pretty pictures and uh, what would happen is they'd play music you know or they they'd have somebody singing you know about ireland and all these irish travelers like all these these for, you know people from the immigrants from ireland that are working on the trails you know they just be longing for any memory any resemblance of back home so they were the ones who'd pay them and eventually what was cool is they worked their way up so did esham esham's a really cool character um again i didn't know who common was before this and i became a really big fan of the character of the actor um Colin Bohannon is played by uh, Anson Mount, which is funny because I think he's a British guy. Uh, so it's weird to see him, you know, <laughs> I guess it's just a good, you know, thespian. Um, he's able to just completely uh, sound like an American, not just an American, but a former Confederate cavalry colonel. Um, so, again, this is right after the Civil War. So he gets some hostility um from northerners he also not just hostility but it's also weird because he gets respect even though he was on the losing side of this you know treasonous um group of americans he's still treated you know above irish above uh um freed black men um and it's, it's weird because he becomes the reason he he goes to hell on wheels is he's hunting down the people who um, basically they they killed his wife. They you know they 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 did unspeakable things. You have to look it up yourself. Watch the show, um, and then they you know they strung her up. And when he found her, you know she was already dead. And he knew who it, who the people were because he slowly was tracking them back down and uh, getting more and more information. And he finds one of the guys there who's the uh, he's like the foreman of the railroad. And uh, I think it's the first or second episode he kills him. So you know uh, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in all of this. Um, but it was a really, it was just a really well-written show, really great cast, really great cast of characters, and just the the way that their stories progressed. Another one of the, um, you know, we talked about the natives earlier, there's uh, Joseph, a Native American who um, who converted to, you know, to Christianity and uh, wants to be, you know, part of the American, you know, civilization, and he's still treated, you know, same thing again, if you're not... It not only is it if you're not white, if you're not the right type of white, yeah, you're you're beneath them. Um, so he's uh helping out a preacher, and uh, I think his yeah his daughter ends up showing up later on in the season, and then you know they end up getting you know having a romantic relationship, and it's a just a really really cool character Joseph because he's fighting this duality of well these are my people like I can't just watch them get brutalized and killed and you know this genocide happen. But also, I don't want to be a savage, as he, as the uh, the priest calls them. Uh, he doesn't want to be a savage anymore, quote unquote. Um, he wants to be civilized. He wants to be part of this culture because he also understands that this is the future. Like, you know, they they and and it's it's crazy. It's crazy to see him um, kind of struggle with that, especially once the uh, the the priest finds out about um about uh, him uh, hooking up with his daughter, and then it just things get crazy. And um, another character, uh, he's known as the Swede, even though he's a uh, what was he? He was Nordic. He was a, well, they're all Nordic, right? Swedish, but he was um. Let me see. Uh, there's Elam. Where is the Swede? Yeah, Reverend Nathaniel Cole. He was crazy. Um, Joseph Blackmoon, Sean McGinnis, an ambitious young Irishman. Yeah, he was cool. Sean and Michael Mickey McGinnis, uh, the older brother. And those guys are so cool, too. Here it is. Christopher Herdahi as Thor Gunderson. Um, 
also known as the Swede, and he's Nor Norwegian. Norway was in a pers in a personal union with Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's he's actually uh Norwegian, um, but everyone just calls him the Swede, and uh, he's like this. Thor Gunderson's like uh man, I don't know how to explain him. He's basically like an adult version of a. Uh, joffrey from game of thrones is he's just constantly antagonizing colin you know uh, colin bohannon throughout the series so much so as killing people that he loves and getting away with it and always just managing to snake his way into positions of power in different communities and still being a a bane to bohannon um and you know, and they they elaborate on why he is the way he was. Uh, Colin Bohannon at one point was uh running or working in uh this POW camp that the Confederate soldiers had, and uh, they show a bit of what um what it was like for them in there, like what what uh what the conditions were for Union soldiers uh in the Confederate POW camp. And uh, it was not good. Um, it was worse than hell, according to uh, what I saw and what they describe it as. Um, so much so that it. Uh, Thor Gunderson talks about you know doing this thing called the immoral math, uh, where you basically figure out who can die, who can't, um, how many people have to die in order for how many people to survive, and uh, it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate to see his his descent into being a. He was a really, he was a good person. Like when they first showed, you know, well, not when they first showed him, but when they show him early on in the the memories, like he, I think he was able to play a harmonica or something like that. And um, he had a lot of friends. He, he did really well with uh, basically coming over and immigrating. And uh, yeah, after he was in the POW camp, he saw how bad things can be. He called them devils and he remembers Colin Bohannon's face and he remembers, you know, that that was one of the, the people working there at the very least. And that's why he just has a grudge throughout the whole series. Um, and it's crazy because you, again, uh, certain traumatic situations break people a certain way where you think some person after a while would just be like, you know what? I'm done of just losing. Like I had it good before this guy came along and I let my revenge get the best of me. And this guy's like, no, he just every single time he just keeps doubling down, doubling down, doubling down. Um, and, and it's, it's just a weird, it's almost like a Batman versus the Joker relationship, which is funny, right? To think that, uh, Colin Bohannon, he's not a good person. He really isn't, or at least he doesn't start off as it. He's, you know, a former Confederate soldier and, uh, kind of rooting for him cause he is a protagonist, right? And that's the one thing with the storytelling is there's a good, there's, if you're a good writer, you gotta, you can, and if you're a really good writer, you can write stories in a way where you root for the bad guys. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in uh, Yellowstone. Um, but again, like, uh, Hell on Wheels, it has a lot of great characters. Even, um, what was his name? There was the uh, the owner of the railroad of the uh, uh, Union Pacific. It was Thomas Doc Durant, a businessman and investor in the first transcontinental railroad. And he basically, all he wants to do is just make money. So they're trying to link up with the, the Western Pacific Railroad. Um, and what's crazy is I think they pop up season, end of season two or three but you you just don't think about it because again it was a lot of black irish working on the the eastern side of the railroad people forget that on the western side of the railroad you know when they're heading east it was a lot of chinese labor chinese immigrants and you start seeing again how they were exploited how they were used um you you see that uh they were 
pretty much slaves or indentured servants. They'd bring them over from China and tell them like, oh yeah, things will be good. And then little do you know, you know, the women would be put, you know, forced to be, you know, uh, prostitutes and brothels and the men would pretty much work off their debt, quote unquote, until they died. Um, so no, it was, it was wild. Like, um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's a really good show. Um, if you guys have not watched, I definitely recommend checking it out. Cause I mean, it, it's only four seasons long. It's everyone I've talked to that's watched it loves it. Again, it's really cool seeing the, just the early like Western expansion. You get to see, uh, um, uh, was it not Ulysses? Is Ulysses Grant? You get to see like a uh, civil war, like real characters, like uh, you know, uh, I think it was Grant. He was a general, and then he became a president at one point. And you get to see him, like you get to just see a bunch of really cool characters that uh have really interesting interactions. Um, yeah, stuff like I didn't know how crazy it was for Mormons uh, during the West. Like you, you look at it. I didn't know. I don't know the difference because again, I'm not, I'm not that up and up on the history of that. Um, but I guess like back in the West, you saw somebody, how they were dressing like, oh, that's a Mormon, <laughs> which is wild to me to just be able to look at someone and be like, oh, that's a Mormon. Like, or that's a, whatever religion you're part of. Like, it's, it's so crazy to be, uh, associated so much with a garb, um, that they can be, uh, you can be recognized. And it was also nuts seeing, uh, just stuff that they had to put up with back then, like water going bad. Like, yeah, fuck, you're in the middle of the desert. If your water goes bad, what are you going to do? You're done having to put up with like wild animals like uh one of the main cast members at one point gets attacked by a bear oh i didn't want to forget um another character that was really interesting was uh where was she they don't have her eva there you go so uh eva she was um she had chin tattoos and it was uh given to her while in captivity from natives you know she got captured and and sold off like property and um the tattoos you know according to the the show supposed to show what she was worth so it was like something like two or three blankets and two horses or something like that is what she was traded for and that's who esham ends up having a romantic relationship with um and they end up having a kid and yeah it was really really cool show it's it's written so well you root for these characters and then uh and then when they either they die or they go away it really kind of they make it impactful and uh Again, it's just a really great writing. Uh, let me see if I can find who who made this show. Uh, American Canadian Western Television about the construction of the first transcontinental railroad. Um, yeah, it was a cable show. Yeah, the mobile encampment called the Hell on Wheels, a rail railhead west across the Great Plains. Yeah, created and produced by Joe and Tony Gayton. And developed by in Endemoy USA under the stewardship of senior vice president. Ah, whatever those stuff. But yeah, the the Gaten brothers and yeah, it was really good. Um, it definitely put some of these actors and uh, creators on uh, on my radar because again, I love westerns and to see what it was supposedly actually like back then and not because again, as much as I like the like uh, old western stuff, like the spaghetti western stuff, like the cleaning sweet, you know, fistful of dollars or the dollars trilogy in general the john wayne stuff it's cool it's fun is definitely of its time and they're still fun to watch uh but watching hell on wheels you're like yeah this is real this is very similar to what it would have been like um but yeah i had i had talked about it earlier so i was i started watching recently like within the last maybe month a few weeks if that was yellowstone i, I pretty much binge season one through three like right away and as I watched it, um, Yellowstone is a, it's a Peacock show. Um, not a Peacock, a uh, Paramount show. It's a Paramount show 
that uh it's produced it's uh produced by uh taylor or it's created by taylor sheridan and john linson um yeah it came out a, a few years ago june 2018 so it's been going on for four years now um but yeah this really badass they call it a neo-western um is the the genre it's in yeah, drama neo western, and uh, created by John, Taylor Sheridan and uh, John Linson. But yeah, some of the actors are like uh, that of no, um, or that it stars is uh, Kevin Cosner. Uh, really, I mean, everybody knows Kevin Co- uh, Kevin Cosner. But then you have like Luke Grimes, Kelly Riley. You got a bunch of really good actors. Um, and my new man crush, uh, which is uh, where's he at? Cole Hauser. He plays a uh, Rip Wheeler, uh, who's this really cool. Uh, cowboy uh <laughs> the thing with it is uh as i was watching it so the yellowstone is a reference to not only yellowstone national park but the yellowstone dutton ranch um you know of the dutton family who is uh the patriarch is john dutton played by kevin cosner so it's a uh, it's this yeah the yellowstone dutton ranch or just called the yellowstone um yeah a widowed sixth generation patriarch of the dutton family so they've had it for six generations it shows them like late maybe late 1800s is when they they acquired the property or the land uh to to ranch you know to to do all this and uh, he has a the show starts off and uh john dutton's uh kids you he has casey dutton who's the youngest um he uh He's a former Navy SEAL. He has um, uh, Beth, the uh, his only daughter. Um, where is uh, you have Jamie Dutton? He's uh, an attorney. You know, he's a aspiring politician, stuff like that. Um, where is so they had a and it sucks because he was only in the first show, but his name was a uh, dang. What was his name? I feel so bad for forgetting uh, his name, but uh, yeah. <laughs> shoot um he has another son who dies in the first uh, episode again spoiler alert um dang where what's his name uh there's tate Dutton's, uh his grandson through uh casey and um and monica who's a native american um his daughter-in-law native american daughter-in-law which is cool because it's a lot of people would describe it as like modern day uh, cowboys and indians um which i, I can definitely see that because you get to see a lot of the interaction back and forth um lee lee was his name uh lee was the old i believe their oldest son he was the one running the the ranch before he died in the first episode and then casey had to kind of come back um yeah the uh the ranch is so huge like the property's so big he has his whole valley you know from mountain to mountain pretty much and uh he's constantly fighting to keep it um because there's just so many different groups that want to take it from him and uh you know through legal and illegal means um and then he there's this character called rip wheeler um who was uh an orphan basically 15 year old orphan um and had nowhere to go pretty much you know on the on the path to burning out you know either he's gonna die or he's gonna rot in prison you know and then die um like just not a whole lot in life and then um 
John gives him a job and he pretty much his life is taking care of the ranch and making sure that the ranch is taken care of along with the family. So he does what's best for the family. So he's kind of John's like uh, handle it kind of guy. He's the the guy he's like anything, anything that needs anything important that needs to get done um, clean or dirty. He's going to handle one way or another. And again, that that's the one thing that uh, I was telling some friends where it's like, you watch this show and you're again really good at storytelling, right? Like I was saying earlier with Hell on Wheels, they make you care about these, you know, uh, empathize and and uh, they make you care about these characters who aren't necessarily good. Like the more things that these guys do, you're like they're not good people. Like, but you're supposed to, you know, because of the protagonist, you're supposed to root for them, and uh, and you do. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, even though I can uh, see it for what it is, I still, I still can root for them. I'm still like, oh fuck yeah, kill those people. Oh hell yeah, like <laughs> you know, it sounds like all oh, bloodthirsty, right? But it's one of those like, oh man, just because. Cause they they're fucking with them. You want you want them to die, or you want you know oh they deserve what they got coming to them. But sometimes they don't. Sometimes they really don't. And uh, somebody made a good point where it's like you know because they're so much so often doing these violent things, it, it almost seems like they they attract it. They always seek it out, or they start these these events. And it's really interesting to see not only like these big giant um, companies or firms or conglomerates um, come into the the valley and try to take over and um, buy everything up or push them out. But you also get to see the, uh, their, it's, it's a fictional tribe. I think it's the, um, let me see if I can find it. They're the Rock Indian Reservation. So not, I believe, or Broken Rock Indian Reservation, which I believe is not a real, uh, a real uh, tribe, but a, a fictional one. But it's, it's again, again, it's very, they show reservations. They show what it's like. They show the uh, the poverty and uh, how exploited they are. And you're like, all right, this is believable. Like, um, you get to see that side of it. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's nuts, and you get to see kind of the politics that it goes. In, at least in Montana, of um, of running a ranch, or at least what they have to do to run a ranch, right? Like, they definitely talk about it a bit, where uh, they fight so hard just to keep their way alive, which is just ranching cattle, you know, to feed people who want meat who want beef want steer and uh and they're you know they they talk a lot because uh, they have friends that uh go down or come up from uh texas and you know in texas is such a huge cattle industry that uh yeah they don't have to worry about that you don't have to worry about your neighbor trying to um you know take your property or keep you from you know um uh, from ranching because they're doing the same thing like they, they got their own ranch to worry about there's no competition like that so it's it's definitely it's a it's a really interesting really interesting show, um a lot of a really great cast of characters too, like it's fun like it's fun to watch these characters uh just live their lives and grow, um one of my favorite characters her name's uh, Teeter she's like this super redneck girl that's just like uh, more of a dude sometimes than these guys but. <laughs> like uh she decorates quote unquote the bunkhouse because y'all live in like this like uh, bunkhouse um and she's like the first female employee they get and uh <laughs> she puts up her posters and it's like these like super beefcake dudes that are barely wearing anything like these cowboy like pinup uh calendars and everyone's like what the fuck and she talks super super redneck like you can barely like very hillbilly so you can barely understand it like uh um 
no, no, the guy's not Lee. Man, uh, Lee's the uh, the really cool older cowboy. Um, damn, what's uh, what's the dude's name? Then I forget whatever uh, uh, Casey's older brother was named. Um, that might have been Lee for all, and I don't know. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, yeah, the uh, Lee was um. Oh no, it was Lee. Lee Dutton. So then, what's the other guy's name? Tate, Jimmy, Dan, Lloyd. Lloyd is the guy I like. There's a character named Lloyd. He's one of the senior, you know, the older guys, more veteran guys. Lloyd is super cool too. He's uh, he's got like handlebar mustache. He's an old like uh, he's an old rodeo cowboy. And uh, he, when they're, you know, seeing um, Teeter Skills, he, uh, he's like, oh, I think her name's Peter. And she, like, up and down, runs her arms up and, her hands up and down the body. He goes, does it look like my name is Peter? Like, just very, very hillbilly-esque uh, voice. Just really funny, really entertaining. And she's very, attract- very much attracted to this one uh, character. Um, I forget what their name. There, there's two guys. They're, like, best friends. Uh, one's an African-American uh, guy, and the other one's just a white dude. Um, yeah, there's Jimmy. Jimmy's awesome. Jimmy's become really quickly one of my favorite characters um, because Jimmy starts off as he's a meth head. Like, he's just, again, same thing as Rip. Like, he's just, he's going to die or end up in prison forever. He's already got two strikes out of three. You know, next time he, he uh, commits a you know a serious crime, he's going to go away for life. And uh, one thing in the in the show that they do is they uh, they brand the the employees and like if this is if you're given a second chance if you you get branded with the Yellowstone Y to basically show like you know the 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 ranch owns you and and not just that but it's also like you earn the brand like you earn the second chance or the redemption and that's your family too you know they they, they don't brand you unless like they want you to be part of their family for lack of a better term and uh yeah he it's cool to see him slowly grow and you know he doesn't become the best cowboy but by season four he becomes a cowboy and it's cool because he couldn't even ride a horse initially um yeah that, that was a really good he's a really good character um but yeah the the show's very interesting because again you see all these dynamics between different groups of people It's definitely a neo-western um as much as i like westerns it's uh Like, I've been kicking around these thoughts in my head of the show where it's, like, just like the the Duttons are fighting tooth and nail to keep uh, this image, or not this image, this uh, this lifestyle, you know, this Western lifestyle, the, the Old West and the Old Ways. Um, so is the show kind of showing the struggle of Americans keeping this image of how the West was, right? Like, again, like I said earlier, Manifest Destiny, God wants us to, you know, spread sprawl all across the country to you know the the ocean and you start seeing that that's not exactly what it was like so again as time goes our our idea our thoughts on how the west was you know the romanticization the romanticization romanticization of the uh of what we thought um what the wild west was is is shifting and it's becoming less you know just like uh, hell on wheels becoming grittier it's dirtier it's not appealing um on so many levels, you know, ethic, ethically, um, again, if, was it right? Did we do the right thing? Well, I, I say we as an American, cause I consider myself an American, but I'm also of, uh, I'm of Hispanic descent, which means I am 
I have both, uh, my background is definitely, uh, indigenous and European. So again, like, I would like to think that we treated, I don't know how to explain this. I would like to have thought that the indigenous people were treated well enough afterwards, but I, that's what I think. And what I know is that they weren't, <laughs> I've, I've done enough research and, uh, you know, not even including Mexico where my family's from, uh, in America. I mean, there's a trail of tears. There's so many, you know, there's so many moments that are just documented of, of indigenous people not being treated properly and us just, you know, us Americans, you know, I can, I let myself in cause I'm American. Uh, but you know, of, uh, Americans, of all background, just taking, just taking what they want. And then later on, I don't know, like it's, it's funny acting like it's wrong for it to try to be taken away from them. And it's, it's, it's ironic in a sense. It's it's such a, it's it's an interesting story. It's an interesting show. It's an interesting cast of characters. Um, I'm really, you know, and and I'll transition to uh, the part of the future where what I'm looking forward to is not only looking forward to, the season five of the show because you know season four just wrapped up so it's going to be a while so season five starts but there's also spinoffs and uh one of the spinoffs is dealing with the very first person the very first dutton to to start the um not start but like uh found um the dutton ranch the yellowstone dutton ranch and the show's called 1883 um so the uh the one of the creators uh tim sheridan or taylor sheridan not tim Taylor Sheridan, he he made a, a handful of spinoffs. Um, so two of them are going to be, one of them is, um, is uh, 1883, which again, we, we talked about right now, is uh, the one where they found the, the ranch. There's plans of another one coming out called 1932, which deals with, I think they said it was going to be with um, uh, John's grandfather uh, during 1932. You know, that's going to be right around the Great Depression, actually. Um what it was like back then and then there's another show that's spinning off of it as well called the four sixes um i believe that's what it's called uh jimmy yeah the four sixes um and uh that's supposed to be taking place at the same time with the four sixes ranch which is a real ranch actually historically you know accurate historically real ranch in uh northern texas i believe um i'm definitely looking forward to it because uh and four sixes, I'm looking forward to see if uh, Jimmy's going to be in there. I think that's why they kind of had him leave the the show, or not leave the show, but uh, his character got written that he leaves the ranch. So I'm assuming it's for that. You know, they wanted to spit him off into another show. And I'm really looking forward to seeing. I know 1883. I think they just wrapped up the first season, uh, so I want to watch that when I get a chance. And then I want to check out uh, 1932 as well because I I love history of all sorts, um, just different you know, era, you know, uh, time pieces and, uh, or period piece right now, time piece, time pieces of watch, um, <laughs> uh, different period pieces and kind of what was going on them all trying to do this thing and how they did it differently. Um, I've already seen some scenes and heard a bit of, uh, what happens in the, uh, 1883 and I'm very much kind of liking what I hear, you know, uh, with 1883, it's a lot of, uh, heading West and, uh, some people taking the Oregon trail and the caravans and, uh, covered wagons and i'm like that sounds dope you know <laughs> is hopefully uh very much what i envisioned the uh, oregon trail being turned up to 11 um 
but yeah, that, that's pretty much all I want to talk about is just, you know, a lot of Western stuff that I've been into. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, guys, you guys know how it goes when it's me by myself, the episodes don't last as long, but I still hope that, uh, there's a lot of, uh, content for you guys to listen to. Um, and as always, if you guys have any questions about the podcast, about anything that I talk about, any, uh, suggestions you want to bring up, you know, let me know, um, any, any guests that you want to see come back, you know, that you had fun listening to or, or anything that I should check out too. If you're like, Oh, if you like this, you know, I'm always willing to take, um, recommendations because again that's kind of the whole point of the show is where in me and my guests talking about really cool narratives that we enjoy that we were hopefully making a good recommendation for you to check it out as well uh so thanks a lot for giving me a listen uh until next time this is a weaving words podcast and uh you know where to find me a weaving words podcast on uh facebook instagram twitter gmail uh hooligan squad discord server uh definitely give it a or join it if you ever get a chance and just you know talk with some of the guys on there about what uh uh what stuff you guys have been into lately um but yeah other than that thank you goodbye adios yeehaw